Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them eagles, we go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 165 of Electrified. I am your host, Eric Lyons. Happy Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what a night we had last night. I mean, what a game. What a game, bro. What a game. What a freaking game, man. Lamar Jackson is something else. He's something else. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like there's no words to describe what that man did last night and what that Ravens team did last night. We're gonna get to that. Um, we we gotta we gotta get into this Gruden thing because I told you guys yesterday. I said, look, you know, I'm not gonna get him out of here right now, but if more comes out of it, we're gonna have to come back to it. And well, <laughs> boy, did that escalate quickly. Uh, so we're gonna go. We're gonna do the Gruden, Gruden situation, Monday Night Football recap. Get into the early MVP race, and I want to talk about the AFC because AFC is balling out this year. So, excuse me, so far, and um, yeah, they are. Has the AFC become the superior conference? I don't know, man. I don't know. So let's start off. Let's get right into things. So, like I said, yesterday I said I wasn't getting Gruden out of here just yet. But if more came out of it, you know, we would come back to this. Well, (laughs) we're coming back to it. The New York Times dropped another article that went deeper into the emails and things go, you know, and things got substantially worse. Substantially worse. I mean, things were already bad yesterday. But I thought it was something that Gruden could weather, you know, it was something that the players obviously, you know, they, they rallied around him for the most part. And it seemed like the media was trying to, you know, not sweep it under the rug, but I guess they didn't think it was that serious. I didn't think it was that serious, but I, 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 I alluded to the fact that, you know, if he was so comfortable sending that email, uh, the initial email we, that we read yesterday, what else is he doing? And my question got answered very fast. This this situation, man, you know, I wonder how it is to be an NFL player right now. Like, I know you're around your coach, you know, a lot, and... These coaches and, and, you know, these these are guys that you're going to war for, in a sense. Imagine you go to work and, and you find out the guy leading the charge on things is just <laughs> not who you thought he was. 
That's mind-boggling, man. That's mind-boggling. Because, like, the players that Gruden has coached over the years and the players that he's coaching now, like, what the hell, man? What the hell? It's disappointing. It's disappointing more than anything. Like, I mean, I don't think I was really, I don't think I'm angry at the situation. I think it's more hurt than anything because I like Gruden. I liked him on ESPN. I liked him as a coach. You know, watching uh like the Tuck Rule thirty for thirty and um the America's game that he was on for the uh the Bucks. Like I I've seen, you know, stuff good stuff on Gruden over the last uh twenty years and it's just like to see him go out like this, it's 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 pretty nasty, man. It's pretty nasty. And there's a lot of stuff that was that has been said. And the craziest thing to me is these emails were they span over over uh from 2011 to 2018. So yesterday, you know, I said it was 10 years ago, but a lot of this stuff was not 10 years ago. Fam, Gruden had a longer reign of terror than Trump did. That's crazy. That's crazy. The evil Gruden empire reigned for seven years in them emails. How bold, or or maybe not bold, how stupid do you have to be to send those emails? Like, through email? Okay, a phone conversation, an in-person conversation, FaceTime. Anything of that nature. But putting something in text that's traceable, a footprint that leaves a footprint. Yeah, I don't know if you're bold or just stupid or careless. Maybe a combination of the three. And we're going to get to the article. I'm just, you know, trying to set up, you know, get all my initial thoughts out. Um. You know, when that second article came out, I said, oh, yeah, it's over. It's over. And about 15 minutes later, they announced that he resigned. I mean, what else was he supposed to do? I think Mark Davis had a decision to make. Apparently, they had a conversation and, you know, they parted ways. I don't know why it's been, you know, touted as a resignation i think they fired him and they wanted to go out with some grace i don't know but you know the statement he gave you know he didn't want to be a distraction he apologized and didn't mean to hurt anyone well john what was your purpose if you didn't mean to hurt anyone because the language you used in these emails was very hurtful to a lot of people so what did you mean but what what did you mean by that so let's be clear here. This isn't about cancel culture. I I hate what cancel culture has become. Not the act of people getting canceled or. Because look, to me, cancel culture is people holding. What the, the, the real essence of cancel culture, not not canceling somebody because they did, you know. What I'm trying to say is. Getting somebody out of here. For good reason. Right. But with God, with people, you know, 
who who try to make it seem like the world is uh sensitive or um soft because of cancer culture that's not the case it's just where we are today as a society people are looking at things like fam this is wrong like this is wrong what that person is doing is wrong we're gonna hold them accountable and that's all it is so to flip this and be like oh it's just cancel culture again he didn't say anything wrong i didn't know you could lose your job for speaking out of that no 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 it's not about that it's about right from wrong and gruden was doing a lot of wrong man he was doing a lot of wrong you know yesterday i i tried to shoot him some bail i did and then i i didn't see this but i think it was sunday night tony dungy and um what's the other guy's name Tariko? is that his name mike Tariko? They had their capes on for that man, and now they look nuts. They look nuts. I mean, they had super capes on for him. I didn't have a cape on for him. Well, it wasn't a big cape. It was more like I wanted at Six Flags. You know the the Superman capes that you can win at Six Flags that be halfway up your back because they're super small. That was I had a small Gruden cape on yesterday. I don't got no goddamn Gruden cape on today. Now get him out of here. Get him out of here. You know, and like I said, it's disappointing as a fan to watch someone, you know, I like go out look like this. You know, again, especially after I tried to save him yesterday. So I'm going to read the article in its entirety because uh, I know a lot of people haven't read the article. They've seen, you know, the experts from it and, you know, some of the the nastiest things. But I think it's important to um really you know dive into the uh the article in its entirety um so you know the 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 language used in this article has strong and offensive language so i just want to say listener discretion is advised so let me pull up the article take a sip of water just in case i get parched all right let's get to it In emails detailed by the New York Times, Raiders coach John Gruden casually used misogynistic and homophobic language to disparage people. John Gruden stepped down Monday as the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders football team hours after the New York Times detailed emails in which he had made homophobic and misogynistic remarks following an earlier report of racist statements about a union leader. His resignation was striking was a striking departure from the football team from from the football league for a coach who had won a Super Bowl, been a marquee analyst on ESPN and returned to the NFL in 2018 to lead the resurgent Raiders, which he had coached years before. I have resigned as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, he said on Twitter in a statement issued by the team. I love the Raiders and do not want to be a distraction. Thank you to all the players, coaches, staff and fans of Raider Nation, Raiders Nation. I'm sorry I never meant to hurt anyone. Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, said in a statement that he accepted the resignation. Um, What's this man's name? I couldn't pronounce it last night. Rich? Versace? Versace, Versace. Versace, Versace. Yeah, Rich Versace. That's what we're going to do. 
Uh, the Raiders special teams coordinator was elevated to interim head coach, the team said. Gruden's departure came after a New York Times report that NFL officials, as part of a separate workplace misconduct investigation that did not directly involve him, found that Gruden had casually and frequently uh, unleashed misogyn- misogynistic and homophobic language over several years to uh, fan. <laughs> They weren't even looking for you. They wasn't like imagine that. Imagine the feds cracked down on your block on, on a block that you wasn't even you wrong place, wrong time. Basically, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, he also said some things, uh, you know, about people around the game and to mock some of the league's momentum momentous changes. He denounced the emergence of women as referees, the drafting of a gay player, and the tolerance of players protesting during the play during the playing of the national anthem, according to the emails re- reviewed by the Times. Gruden's messages were sent to Bruce Allen, the former president of the Washington football team, and others while he was working for ESPN as color as a color analyst during Monday Night Football. In the emails, Gruden called the league's commissioner, Roger Goodell, a faggot and a clueless anti-football pussy and said that Goodell should not have pressured Jeff Fisher, then the coach of the Rams, to draft queers, a reference to Michael Sam, an openly gay player chosen by the team in 2014. Lot to unpack here. First thing, everything seems to go back to the Washington football team. It doesn't matter what... It is. Anything nasty is going back to Washington. Fan, I talked about this last year or the year before. Whenever the Washington team was under investigation, uh, you know, with the workplace uh, harassment, the stuff with the cheerleaders, super nasty stuff. Not surprised that this is tied to them as well. It was interesting to see ESPN cover the whole thing last night because Gruden was a former employee there. That was hilarious to me. I mean, they had the breaking news during the game, halftime. It was crazy. It was crazy. Um, loosely using the F word when talking about Gundel through email. Insane. 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 And then to talk bad about a gay man being drafted in the NFL seven years prior to one of your guys coming out in Carl Nassib, that's pretty hilarious. It's laughable because, fam, look at that. Like, homophobic. And then you turn around and, boop, now you have a gay player. Like, how how were you going to go back to that locker room with Carl Nassib in there? What were you going to say to Carl Nassib? What can you say to him? What can you say to him? Um, yeah, <laughs> don't don't like that. That's crazy, bro. This is really crazy. Um, in numerous emails during a seven-year period ending in early 2018, Gruden criticized Goodell and the league for trying to reduce concussions and said that Eric Reed, a player who had demonstrated during the playing of the national anthem, should be fired 
In several instances, Gruden used a homophobic slur to refer to Goodell and offensive language to describe some uh, some NFL owners, coaches, and journalists who cover the league. Gruden, Allen, and the NFL and the Raiders did not respond to requests for comment, of course. Although not with a team at the time, Gruden was still influential in the league and highly coveted as a coach. Let's, uh, he had won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers following 2002 season, and in 2018, he was hired for a second stint as the head coach of the, 2000, of the Raiders franchise. Which includes defensive lineman Carl Nassif, the first and the first active NFL player to publicly declare that he is gay. Hilarious. <laughs> the league last week shared that it shared uh, emails with the Raiders in which Gruden made derogatory comments. Gruden told ESPN on Sunday that the league was reviewing emails in which he criticized Goodell and explained that he had been upset about team owners. Uh, lockout of the players in 2011 when some of the emails were written Gruden said in the interview that he had used an expletive to refer to Goodell and that he did so because he disapproved Goodell's emphasis on safety which he believed was scaring parents into steering their sons away from football but Gruden's behavior was not limited to 2011 Gruden exchanged emails with Allen and other men that included photos of women wearing only bikinis, including one photo of two Washington football team cheerleaders. Now, if you don't know, the Washington football team was also investigated not too long ago about the treatment of their cheerleaders. So this right here does not surprise me. Fam, how are you going to be mad at safety? How are you going to be mad at stopping concussions? Once again, I don't know if they're bold, stupid, or careless, but how old are y'all? How old are y'all? Do you know how stupid you have to be to send pictures of women to you know to your buddies, especially if they didn't send them to you? Like, think about that. I grew up, you know, we all grew up, you know, I grew up in the social media age, the digital, the digital age. I remember a time where, you know, guys would receive, you know, expletive pictures from a young lady and would send them out or put them on the Internet. One, that's illegal. Two, it's child it's childish. Like, have you never seen anything before? Like, grow up. So for grown men who clearly I guess they don't know better to do that and then do it through email. How dumb can you be? How dumb can you be? And nine times out of ten, these pictures weren't sent to you. Y'all are horny and nasty looking at cheerleaders and women in their bikini. Like, come on, fam. Like, this right here is just just nasty. It's nasty. But to be upset at Goodell and then try to spin it to like, oh, yeah, it was it was just during the lockout. But, fam, it wasn't. It was deeper than that. So you lied in the interview. In an interview, you didn't think anything else was coming. You thought that was just a warm up. I mean, excuse me, that was the warm up. There was more coming. That's tough. Gruden also criticized President Obama during his re-election campaign in 2012, as well as the then Vice President Joe uh, Joe Biden, whom Gruden called a nervous, clueless pussy. He loves the p word. He used similar words to describe the Goodell and Demore uh, Demore Smith executive director of the NFL Players Association. 
The league is already investigating Gruden as a result of another email he wrote to Allen in 2011, which he used racist terms to describe Smith, who is black. In that email, Gruden, who is white, just to reiterate, that's what the you know the article says. Who is white? If you didn't know, John Gruden was white. The New York Times told you, um, who was white and was working for ESPN at the time, criticized Smith's intelligence and used a racist trope to describe his face. The correspondence was first reported by the Wall Street Journal and confirmed by the New York Times. Taken together, the emails provided an unvarnished look into the clubby culture of the of one NFL circle of peers, where white male decision makers felt comfortable sharing pornographic images, deriding the league policies and uh jocularly sharing homophobic language their banter flies in the face of the league's public denouncements of racism and sexism and it promises to be more inclusive and its promises to be more inclusive amid criticism for not listening to the concerns of black players who make up about 70 percent of the rosters the nfl has in the in its past struggled to discipline personnel who have committed acts of domestic violence and been condemned for failing to adequately uh, address harassment of women, including NFL cheerleaders. League, Smith, and Davis all denounced Gruden's comments about Smith when when they surfaced. But the coach still led his team in its game on Sunday against the Chicago Bears. Gruden said Friday that he did not remember sending the email, and that the his language went too far, adding, I was never a blade. I have never had a blade of racism in me. Gruden's emails to Allen, who was fired by the Washington football team at the end of 2019, were, were, were reviewed as part of an NFL investigation of workplace misconduct within the franchise that ended this summer. Goodell instructed league executives to look at more than 650 thousand emails imagine having that job during the past few months including those in which gruden made offensive remarks last week goodell received a summary of their findings and the league sent the raiders some of the emails written by gruden in the extent in exchanges gruden used personal his personal email account while allen wrote from his team account fam you're an idiot why would you why would you use your professional email? Your pro That's just like that's like watching uh porn at your office computer. You dummy. You idiot. In some cases, Allen initiated the conversation and Gruden chimed in, while in others they trade vulgar comments several times. Some of the emails between Gruden and Allen also included businessmen friends Ed Dross, the co-founders of Hooters, not surprising. Jim McVeigh, an executive who has run the Outback Bowl annually held in Tampa, and Nick Reeder, the uh, founder of PDQ Restaurants, a Tampa-based fried chicken franchise. The exchanges begin as early as 2010 while Gruden was still an analyst for Monday Night Football. In 2019, he signed a 10-year, $100 million contract to coach the Raiders. Contract said that he would repay if he couldn't get it done. Well, John, it's time to pay up. Uh, Let's see if there's anything else here. Transphobic language? Jesus, man. Wait, what? Privately, Allen and Gruden appear to have found 
have a few boundaries in expressing homophobic and transphobic language. In one email from 2015 that includes Dros McVeigh and others, Gruden crudely asked Allen to tell Brian Glazer, whose family owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where Gruden coached until 2018, to perform oral sex on him. Allen and Glazer would take you up on that. Oh, what the hell is wrong with them? Also, my Caitlyn Jenner. Stop using this. Oh, he didn't like the team name change of the Washington football team. Jesus Christ, man. Charles, they, oh, they were talking about the women's refs. Oh, my goodness. This is gross, man. This is gross. This is gross. This is gross. Now, let me tell you who finds a problem with what has happened to Gruden and what's happening to Gruden. Guys who talk like this. Now, we all have our group messages where we say wild things to each other. We do. Me and the guys, we, we, we get at it. We get after it. But nothing like this. Nothing like this. This is not friendly locker room behavior right here. No. Not at all. This is nasty. This is degrading. First of all, Eric and my friends, we love women. We respect women. We, we do not talk down on women in our group message. We do not share explicit language. I mean, explicit photos of women in our group message. That's nasty, childish. Never be a part of that type of activity. Um, also, we, we don't use homophobic slurs or racial slurs. Fam, especially when referring to others outside of group message, that's just not what you do. It's not what you do. It's not what you do. There's a way to joke around with your friends and that, that, that doesn't have to be crossing any types of lines. So the guys who joke like this, uh, the guys who, you know, think that comedians getting canceled, you know, like you guys know what I'm talking about. Like those type of guys are the ones who have a problem with this because they can relate to what's going on in these messages. They say, hey, we just, we talk just like that. What's the problem with that? The problem is, These men are in power, positions of power. And I think the first, you know, the first thing that everybody else is thinking about, well, what the hell are the owners saying? Well, obviously, there are, the feds have done a sweep. And I know a lot of those guys are shaking in their boots because what else is being said? That's what I, I said yesterday. Look at the owners. But the thing about the owners is they write the checks. The coaches, guys under them, they cash the checks. That's the difference. That's why you're going to see the Gruden's take the faults while the guys, you know, in the position of power, the Jerry Joneses of the world, they're going to get a slap on the wrist. But guys like Gruden, oh, yeah, they're taking a hard fall. They just cash the checks. They're just pawns on the board at the end of the day. This is bad, man. This is bad. This is bad. Um, I don't think that Gruden had a choice but to resign because the locker room gone. Lost. Lost. If if that wasn't evident Sunday with the loss of the Bears, yeah, they they they're done with you. They're done with you. So he didn't have a choice but to do that. Um, but to sit there and say he didn't mean to hurt anybody, shut up. Shut the hell up. Shut up. Um, 
Yeah, man. This is this is this is way all of this is way worse than what I first initially thought. I don't think that anybody should be sweeping the racist stuff under the rug. I think being as though we only saw one racist comment that was, you know, towing the line, towing, you know, you know, walking, treading the waters of racism, right, of super racist things. But when you get into, oh, he's mad that they're kneeling for the flag and upset with what the NFL is doing with, you know, standing against racism. Now it's like, oh, you, you're one of them. You're one of them. That's sick. That's sad, bro. That's sad because how can you coach in a league that is made up of 70% of black players? Your locker room is black. Like, how can you do that? How can you think that way? How can you think that way? When you see these, you know, these black men every day. I don't get that. That I don't understand. But that's just the same thing as, you know, a white fan of the game can share for you on Sundays, but let you get on social media on a Tuesday and tweet about Black Lives Mattering. Then it's, oh, shut the hell up. It's, it's shut up and dribble or shut up and run the ball. You know what I mean? Like, they're only cheering for you on the field, man. Like, these guys, these men... You know, John Gruden, he don't care, clearly don't care about these guys off off the field. Man, he, he can act like it. He can sit there and act like he does. But he doesn't care about how these players felt last last year during the, uh, the uprising and the police killings. I know he probably had a goddamn fit when they tre- tweeted, I can breathe. What a nasty time to be a Raiders fan. But... What like I, what do you say to Carl Nassib, man? You have uh, an extensive history of homophobic language, homophobic slurs, hating gay people in a sense, like hating the fact that a gay man got drafted. You have one on your team, the first openly gay man to be active in an NFL on your team. How do you, what do you say to him? What do you say to him? Um, it's going to be interesting to hear what the Raiders players have to say, if any of them say anything about it when they get asked about it this week, because Friday they were rallied around them. They thought it was over. Like they thought, okay, maybe this wasn't as bad as we think. You know, it was 10 years ago. People changed, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I I thought that way. I'm thinking, you know, it was 10 years ago. It wasn't, you know, that bad. It was one thing, and it was not. It wasn't. It wasn't. This this was way worse than what I thought we were getting out of this situation. Yeah, get him out of here, man. Get him out of here. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um. And just degrading women, I just don't get that. That part I really didn't understand. Because what's the problem with women refs? Like, come on, fam. They, women know the game, too. My mother could be a referee. Hell, my grandmother could be a referee. <laughs> like, they know that's how well they know the game. It doesn't matter what gender you are, what you identify as. 
if you know the game, you know the game, right? So I didn't, I didn't like that, and the nastiness with the pictures and stuff. That's gross, man. There's no excuse for that at all. Get him the hell out of here. Now, while this was all going on last night, there was a there was a football game being played. A football game that it got ugly, man. It got ugly fast. Like fast. It looked like the Colts were going to run away with this. They were they were running away with it. Jesus, man. Jonathan Taylor, that whole backfield, Taylor, Matt, and Hines were going nuts. Like, they were going nuts. Not only running it, but in a receiving game as well. Fam, Jonathan Taylor had three receptions, 116 yards. One touchdown. 15 carries, 53 yards, one touchdown. He had a night, hella fantasy points. Michael Pittman Jr., I don't know who number 23 is on the Ravens, but he was getting abused all night. Touchdown on his head. They had Carson Wentz out there looking like 2016 Carson Wentz. 25-35, 402 yards, two touchdowns. The defense, big turnovers. Defense out there playing lights out. It was a nasty night so far. I mean, it was, what was it at halftime? Um. 22 to 9, right? Yeah. 22 to 9 at the half. I thought the game was over. I mean, people was leaving the bank. They were leaving the bank. Like, fam. I mean, not 22 to 9. It was 10 3 at the half. Then they opened the gates up. And then it was, that's when it was 22 9 in the third quarter. My bad. I'm sorry. Then I don't know what the hell. Happened, but whoo boy, the Ravens say, you know what? All right, y'all, let's wake up. And they woke the hell up. I say this every year about every defense. Your defense, you can have one of the worst defenses. All they have to do is make one or two plays. Special teams. Calais Campbell with a block. Block field goal. That's that's how they got the, the game time drive. I mean, fam, they had no business winning this game. But Lamar Jackson said, we going to win this game. 37 of 43, 442 yards, four touchdowns. Was it a first to throw over for 400 yards with was 80-some percent completion rate? Come on, fam. What the hell? What the hell? Putting all the running back jokers to shame. Putting everybody to shame. And the Ravens didn't run the ball well at all last night. None of those running backs did anything at all. Like, at all. Marquise Brown showed up and showed up. Nine receptions, 125 yards, two touchdowns. But throughout that comeback, the two touch, the two biggest touchdowns came from Mark Andrews, bro. Eleven receptions, one hundred forty-seven yards, two touchdowns. Ravens tied up, go to OT, get the ball first, and they score a touchdown. No field goal. Now we are gonna get the game winning touchdown. They go to Marquise, uh, Marquise Brown, Hollywood, walk off. Let's go. Let's get out of here on a Monday night, fam. What the hell? 
I thought the game was over. The Colts dropped the one and four. The Ravens improved to four and one. And this Sunday, they've got the hot, hot LA uh, LA Rams. Damn, LA Chargers coming to town. So this is Herbert versus Jackson one, and it's it's shaping up to be a classic. Um, the kicker, more kicker problems, man. The, the Colts kicker with the with the bottle glasses missed big. He missed big. And Marlon Humphrey once again gets saved because that last drive the Colts had, he, oh, Lord, he was lost out there. And that Ravens defense on the ropes, and then they get they get bailed out by a missed field goal and often saved them again. But 4-1, who cares how it looks? Who cares how you win? You win, and you win big. Now, this Sunday, you got a team whose offense is prolific, who can play good defense. You got to rise to that occasion here, man. This game, this Ravens and Chargers game could be like 50-something to 50-something. Like, it could be a wild, wild game like they, we saw Sunday against the Browns with the Chargers and Browns. Like, it, it could shape up to be another game of the year candidate. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. But, I mean, like, fam, what, what else is there left? To, you, you can't, there's nothing you can say about Lamar Jackson. I only have two problems with him. I just want him to tuck the ball, man. Tuck the ball. If you're going to run, you got to turn into a running back. That holding the ball and being cute, no. Need you to hold the ball. Ball security is key. And just stop hesitating. If you're going to run, run. But other than that, you're the truth, bro. You're the truth. You're the truth. You're the truth. I mean, what the hell? Him and Josh Allen, man. My favorite young quarterbacks right now. I I don't think. I mean, look, two different styles. Not not two different styles. I mean, I think they they have very similar styles, but just two different ways about it. Like Lamar, fast as hell, elusive, just extremely elusive. I mean, he was doing things last night that didn't make any goddamn sense. The 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 way he was carving the field up looked like Barry Sanders. That's how it looked. It just didn't make sense. Then you look Sunday night, Josh Allen's just out there haul assing, hurdling people, trying to run people over. He has a more physical style of play because he's big. He's a big boy. He's a more physical runner. Lamar, he'll he 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 wants smoke too, but Lamar, he he's that elusive back, right? He's elusive. But both of these guys, big arms, accurate, and they can run. I think that's why I like them better than Mahomes. Mahomes can he he runs but he he run like Big Ben he he be scooting down the field and and we know Mahomes is a prolific passer but I think that Josh Allen and Lamar they just have a funner game a more fun game I I know Le- Mahomes can do the no looks and but Josh and and Lamar they just play that backyard football that everybody aspired to do like everybody wanted to be that. When I played flag football, that's how I felt, bro. I was like, man, I'm gonna do what I want out here. But I was, see, I'm, you guys know, I'm short, but so I was, I, I think I would compare my game to Russell Wilson, of course. Yeah, that, that's more my speed. But yeah, man, I, I love watching Lamar play. Uh, I feel bad for the Ravens fans because, um, not because the team is bad or anything. No, I just feel bad for your hearts. 
how do y'all watch that every week? Like heart heart attack special every week. Now I'm I'm no one to talk. I've I've been through it this this season so far, but not like that. Like it was twenty two to nine. You guys had to come back like woo child. Yeah, keep keep that away from me. I like good football, but I don't need to, my heart don't need to be racing. I don't want my heart to start racing until January. I don't need my heart racing in October, fam. Heart attack, kids. My lord. But yeah, hell of a hell of a display from Lamar, man. I mean, yeah, it's just like what what else is there left to say? You 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 can't hate on the man. You can try, but you'll look dumb doing it. You'll look dumb doing it. So after Lamar's performance last night, I, I had to, you know, tap into the early MVP race. It's early, but I'm thinking I have a couple of them here. Unfortunately, there's a lot of quarterbacks. Um, So let's start off with Lamar. Okay. So Lamar Jackson, uh, for, you know, the Ravens, he got the Ravens at 4-1, 1,519 yards passing, eight touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, come on, fam. The Ravens have all new running backs, bunch of injuries in the backfield. Very inconsistent defense with injuries, and he's making all the plays when they when they need a first down, in 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 his third and six, he's taking off like he can get it. He's making crazy throws. Come on, man! Lamar is the most valuable player on that team. Without Lamar, what the hell? Uh, you you understand what I'm saying? But you can say that about almost anybody on this list. Dak Prescott, he's got Dallas playing. Insane right now. 1,368 yards, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions. Dak is back. After that horrifying injury last year, he's obviously going to win comeback player of the year, but he could very well win comeback player of the year and MVP. That would be crazy. Also, the Cowboys are 4-1. Only lost to the Buccaneers, and they could have won that game. He threw 403 yards, three touchdowns, one pick in that game. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Josh Allen. Bills are 4-1. 1,370 yards passing, 12 touchdowns, 2 interceptions. He's surgical with the ball. He outgunned Mahomes on Sunday night. He proved that, yo, I'm here. I'm here. Lamar beat you. I beat you. Herbert beat you. We are here. We're going to talk about the AFC in a minute. Uh, speaking of Justin Herbert, he's on the list as well. 4-1 as well. Everybody's 4-1. Jeez, 1,576 yards, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions. Man, he has no fear. He has great connections with Mike Williams, Jared Cook, and Keenan Allen. And, of course, the guy, Austin Eckler. Uh, You know, he has a huge arm. He makes huge plays. I love Justin Herbert. I need to watch more of him. And last but not least, man, Devontae Adams. Shooing for Offensive Player of the Year. I think it's going to come down. If they stay at this pace, it's going to come down to him and Derrick Henry. For Offensive Player of the Year, but a case can be made for Devontae Adams as MVP. You look at the Packers receiving core. It's a story every year. It's Devontae, a drop-off, and then the number two and three receiver on that team. Devontae Adams is a freaking monster. He's the best receiver in football. And if you don't... No, no, no. He's not 1A. He's not 1B. He's not 1C. He's number one. And everybody else is behind him. It's 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 it, the numbers and the play, fam. Not already 
half, we're not even halfway through the season. We only played five weeks of football. 42 receptions, 579 yards, two touchdowns, three games over 100, one game over 200. He's literally carrying the offense on his back, bro. On his back. But those are my five MVP. That's where I got the MVP race at right now. That's where it's at right now. Um, Before I get you guys out of here, I just want to quickly, briefly talk about the AFC. So, the Chargers are 4-1. and one. They have, um, they're 1-1 one one in conference play. Well, excuse me, I lied. They're 3-0 and oh in conference play. 2-0 and oh in the division. The Ravens are 4-1. and one. Uh, They haven't played any, any division games yet, but they're 3-1 and one in conference play. The Bills, 4-1. Um, uh, 1-0 in the division, 3-1 in conference play. Those are the top four team, top three teams in the uh in the AFC right now. But fam, the Bills have scored 172 points and have only given up 64. Their defense is playing lights out football. They've given up the least points in the AFC. Actually, they've given up the least points in the league. I. Yes, they've given their defense is freaking ridiculous, bro. They're ridiculous. They're ridiculous. One hundred seventy-two points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're they're here, bro. They're here. They're here. Um, and you compare that to the Chiefs' defense, who's given up one hundred sixty-three points. You you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm getting at here? The Chiefs have given up the most points in the league right now. Their defense is god-awful. God-awful. But then we get into the 3-2 and two teams. I think I'm done talking about the 4-1 and one, the teams. Yeah. The Tennessee Titans. They're here, man. They're still around. All right. Don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on them. King Henry, man. They're 2-0 in the South right now. 2-1 in conference play. The Bengals. They're in the AFC North. They're 1-0 in division play. 2-0 in conference play. The Raiders, who just got freed of John Gruden. 0-1 in division play, but 3-1 in conference play. I'm going to skip over the Broncos. I'm sorry with all due respect. But they're 3-2. Okay? They have not no division games yet. They're 2-2 two two in conference play. So the Browns are 3-2. No division games yet, but they're 1-2 in conference play. They just lost one. They just took an L. Um, not talking about the 2-3 and three teams. They're, they're not worth talking about right now. But everybody that I just named... Like if the, if the season ended today, the playoffs will run through LA. Baltimore will be a number two seed. Let me see the playoff picture. You do that already? If the season ended today, oh that's nice. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like that. It's early though. Yeah. I like that. I like that. See? Yep. Chargers 1, Ravens 2, Bills 3, Titans 4. And the Bill, the Broncos being a 7, the Raiders being 6. And, you know, the Chiefs will be on the outside looking in. Patriots outside looking in. Browns still is outside looking in. I mean, fam. Yeah. 
the NFC is good. I, I felt like a lot of times, like over the last couple of years, you know, the NFC has been great. But I think the AFC might be highly, you know, more highly contested this year. Um, it's wide open. Anybody could win this thing. Uh, but divisions, I, I, the Chargers look like they could run away with it, bro. It's early. You got to stay healthy. But they already got one over the 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 Chiefs. Uh, they beat the Raiders already. They swing back around. If they can sweep the Chiefs, come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anybody can win the AFC. It's 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 going to be a great, great race. I'm excited to look at it. It's going to be a great race. But I like the Chiefs right now. I mean, excuse me. I like the Chargers right now. I really like the Chargers. I think the Chargers are great. But I think the Bills are the best team in the AFC right now. I think they have the, the, the most complete team, offense and defense. There are, their defense is flying around. They've got guys on the front. Their secondary is great. And then you got Josh Allen, Diggs. Uh, their running backs are starting to come along. I like Zach Moss and the freaking Knox, bro. Yeah. The, the Bills are something else. I might be jumping through tables by the end of the season. Who knows? Who freaking knows, man? Who freaking knows? Um, Let's see. Let's see. Anything else about the AFC? Who we got playing this week? Let's see, what's this week? Man, week six already, bro. That's crazy. Uh, I'm not gonna make any picks. I'm just looking at the games, AFC matchups we got this week. You know, I'm gonna say the picks for the you know the back half of the week later. What's today? Tuesday? Yeah, the back half of the week. So we got the Ravens and Chargers at one. Did the Packers play at one? Damn it. We play the Bears. I'm gonna have to double uh double uh double duty that one, bro. I gotta see that Ravens and Chargers game. I have to. Uh, we got an AFC West matchup. We got the Raiders and Broncos. Uh, the Bills and Titans Monday night. That's huge. That's huge. That's a huge game. I cannot wait for that. Huge game right there. Yeah, we got some good matchups this week, man. I'm excited. I feel like week five might have been the best week so far. Everybody was in a great, a good game. Whether it was the kicker's fault or not, everything was tight this past week. And week, week five was great, man. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the game last night. Glad the Ravens came on the top. That was my pick. I picked the Ravens to win that game. And I had, like I said, I had no clue how that game was going to go. Was not expecting what we got last night at all. At all. Um, Thank you guys for listening, man. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Shout out to the gang and the creators, con- content creators group on Twitter. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening, man. Make sure you tap in today and check out yesterday's episode. Um, I'll be back again probably Thursday or Friday. Uh, who plays Thursday? What's the Thursday night game? Uh, Bucks and the Eagles. Yeah, I'll probably be back Friday. I'll probably talk to you guys Friday. It depends. I'll let you know, though. Just Yeah, I'll let you know. Uh, But, yeah, man, thank you guys for listening. And for the 165th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.